ओम अज्ञानतिमिरंधस्यज्ञानंजनशलाकाया चक्षुरुन मिलितम् येन तस्माय श्रीगुरवे नमः Thus, after manifesting variegatedness, the effulgent Mahatattva, which contains all the universes within itself, which is the root of all cosmic manifestations, and which is not destroyed at the time of annihilation, swallows the darkness that covered the effulgence at the time of dissolution. Purport. Since the Supreme Personality of Godhead is ever-existing, all-blissful, and full of knowledge, His different energies are also ever-existing in the dormant stage. Thus, when the Mahatattva was created, it manifested the material ego and swallowed up the darkness which covered the cosmic manifestation at the time of dissolution. This idea can be further explained. A person at night remains inactive, covered by the darkness of night. But when he is awakened in the morning, the covering of night, or the forgetfulness of the sleeping state, disappears. Similarly, when the Mahatattva appears after the night of dissolution, the effulgence is manifested to exhibit the variegatedness of this material world. Continuing with fundamental principles of material nature, which, again, unless we're trained in what this is all about, it may not, doesn't seem to us to be very fundamental, doesn't seem to be so easy to understand. Just like the, uh, you may, someone may study basic calculus. Who studied calculus? Not many. How long has it did since you did a calculus? Huh? How long has it since you did any calculus calculation? Eight months. Can you still remember how to do it? A bit, yeah. I did it more than 30 years ago, and to me it looks as... All I, I, I can recognize it's calculus, that's all. For those of you who don't know, calculus is a... A, a, a level of mathematics. So before, there may be what we call basic calculus. But before doing basic calculus, you have to learn even more basic things. You have to learn how to add, subtract, divide, multiply, make square roots, square, cube, quadruple. That's very basic. Then you have to learn algebra, geometry, then you come trigonometry. Then you come to basic calculus. So here, we, so it's not so basic. Although it's at its within its own subject, it's basic. But then you require so much background to even enter into it. So, in the same way, these are fundamental principles of material nature. But without having more background knowledge and training. It's very difficult to even conceive what's being described. Here it's being described that the Mahatattva, which manifests the variegatedness of material nature, then swallows up the darkness which was prevalent or all-pervading at the time of dissolution. So it's, it's very difficult even for us to conceptualize what's being described. And 
as I have been saying in the last few days, if someone takes the trouble to study all these things, actually Sohotra Maharajama, maybe among others, has done so. And then you can try and explain it, just like they have windows for dummies or something like that. You can try and simplify it and make it easier for us to understand. But the basic point that's being, the basic points that are being described here, the underlying principles, apart from the, apart from the mechanics of what's going on, basically it's being described the universal engineering, cosmic engineering. Even prior to the appearance of Lord Brahma, who is the engineer of the universe, there's the original engineering of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So this is being described here. So the underlying the mechanics of how it's happening and what's going on and how the Mahatattva is manifesting and the Pradhan and all the living beings, underlying all this, the fundamental principle to be understood is the same basic point that is taught in Bhagavad Gita, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu teaches as the beginning of his teachings to Sanatana Goswami. He begins with Jivesurupoi Krishna Nittodas, Krishna Tatastha Shakti Bheda Bhed Prakash. That the Jiva is separate from matter, is part and parcel of Krishna, is the eternal servant of Krishna, is his marginal potency and is manifested as simultaneously different from and not different from Krishna. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu begins his teachings to Sanatana Goswami with this understanding and goes all the way up to Golok Vrindavan in a few chapters of Chaitanya Charitamrita. So this basic point that matter is different to the soul, Hare Krishna. There is the Supreme Soul who is the controller of both the material energy and the spiritual energy. And the spiritual energy, the jiva, who is within material energy, has to suffer prakriti purusha stohi purusha prakriti purusha prakriti stohi bhunte prakriti janguna he's purusha he's supposed to be in the spiritual energy but he's stuck in this material energy and therefore he has to experience the situation within this material energy under the three modes, sattva, raja, and tama. Karanam guna sangosya Because of his association with the three modes of material nature, he has to suffer or enjoy, so-called enjoy, within this material nature. Now this particular verse and purport speaks of, the example is given of a person at night is inactive, covered by darkness, ignorance. He's asleep, he doesn't know what's going on. But when he awakens in the morning, 
he immediately gets up, washes his face and feels, yes, now I have to go on with my activities. So at night, there's no consciousness, or very slight consciousness. That's called, well, there are different stages. There's susupti, swapna, and jagara. So susupti means very deep sleep, in which it's almost as if there's no consciousness whatsoever. But as the commentators on Vedanta, even the Mayavadis accept the, this point, that consciousness is still present even in deep sleep. Otherwise, when one wakens up, one could not say that I slept very deeply. There must be some consciousness of having, there's some experience of having slept deeply. So, that we can say, I slept very deeply, means we had some consciousness of sleeping deeply. Which means that we weren't totally unconscious. So this is tamaha, deep sleep. Means that our consciousness is very much covered. So we're only slightly aware. Then the dreaming state, that's a nebulous state where are we active the body is inactive but the mind may be extremely active and it, it appears to be real in fact in the dream sometimes it seems the experiences are often more intense than in the waking state isn't it we have in the dream we we have very strong emotions and strong fear may be there or strong lust may be there. It's a very intense state. But when we wake up, we think, oh, that was just a dream. And we forget it. And we go on with life. You see? But sometimes it happens that we wake up and the dream, we were just dreaming and the dream was so intense that even we're woken up and we're still not sure whether the dream is true or not. Someone was chasing me to, with a club to club me on the head. We wake up and go, oh, where is it? Oh, 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 it was a dream. Was it a dream? And then we gradually, it, that consciousness of the dream fades away. So this, uh, and we, we come to the waking state and we consider that to be reality. Now I'm woken up. And now I have to forget all my dreams and my deep sleep and get on with life. What I really have to do, I have to rush to the bathroom and then rush off to the train station and then jump in the local train and go to work. This is my real life. The other day someone was asking, it's a common question, that can dreams be considered real? My answer was that you can consider it as real as the life that you experience every day. But that you should, you should consider if that is real also. What do you mean by real? 
What is real? Why do you consider the dream unreal? You're, you have an experience. It's in the dream you see so many things and you have so many interactions. And we experience something, so how come we can't say it's wholly unreal? Otherwise, there wouldn't be, say if you have a nightmare, the, you're calling out in your sleep, oh, oh, someone wakes you up, stop, or stop making so much noise, you're waking me up. So, uh, in Bhaktivedanta Manu, the temple that I joined in, it used to be an old age home where people, so many people died there. There were so many ghosts, I don't think now. But it was a common thing that devotees used to wake up in the night calling out, Oh! Some ghost. <laughs> there are so many ghosts. So, uh, the experience is real. To us it seems real. And then when we wake up we think, Oh, it's not real. Why do we think it's not real? Because we understand it's temporary, it's over. Whatever I was experiencing seemed real, but now I understand that it, it was only a dream. It only lasted for a few minutes. So then we wake up to our real life. But then if we consider what we call our real life, that's also temporary. We say the dream is not real because it finishes and then there's nothing left. The beautiful young lady we were smiling at in the dream is just imagination is gone. Or the person coming to beat me in the dream is no longer there, is gone. So we understand it's gone. I experienced it but it was it's not real because it's gone. And there's there's nothing more to say or do about that. But then if we consider the life which we consider real, I get up in the morning, I go on the local train, I go to my office, that's also temporary. And when this body dies, of course the office, the company may still exist. But in due course of time, the body which we consider real, that will cease to exist. The office in which we go to work, that will cease to exist. Bombay will also cease to exist. This won't stay here forever. India, Mera Bharat Mahan, that also won't exist. This planet won't exist and even the whole universe won't exist. So it's also temporary when we say, well, this life is very long, whereas a dream is very short, but this life is also not very long. Ayusha, no, that's a different verse. Ayusha shana ekopi nalabya. What's that verse that, uh, well, there's so many. Kamala dala jala jivana talamala. This life, it's like a drop of water on a lotus, or like on the tree. The, the drop of water falls on the leaf. It will fall down. It's not going to stay there very long. We don't, if the drop of water is on the leaf, we don't expect to come back in three days and find it there still. Or even in three hours. 
maybe not even in three minutes. So in the same way, this, this life, it seems to us very long, but actually it's not very long. And those of us who are presently in bodies that are 50 years old or older, or about that age, we can understand that we don't have much time. You're all feeling like that? All, the, all us middle-aged or old men, we can understand that we don't have much time left in this body. You feel like that? Especially we get so many signs in the form of ill health. So I, just as I was coming down the stairs to come to class, there was a young man running up. And I thought, well, I used to do that when I was his age, but not now. The days of me running up the stairs are over. I mean, I might do if there's some urgent matter, but normally I'm not running up the stairs. I'm walking up still, but not running up. So we can understand there's not much time left. And when we leave this body, we forget. Just like we may ask someone, Braja Hari Prabhu, you are 54 years old, is it? 53, you were telling me the other day. So, now we have a quiz for you. Where were you 55 years ago? Can you say? We don't know. You can maybe go to some astrologer or get hypnotic regression and they may tell you that Usually they tell you you are a prince or a king or something like this. I don't trust these people. I don't go to them anyway. Everyone who goes was a prince or a great sadhu or something like this. So they say. No one was an ordinary person. So, they always <laughs> so we don't know. With the end of the body, the memory of what we are doing in it is forgotten. Just like a dream. When you wake up from a dream, you forget and therefore you think, oh, that's not real. Or you may have a little memory for a short time. Can anyone remember what they dreamed last night? Anyone has any memories? I can't. According to the scientists, you, we all dream every night, but I can't remember anything. All I remember was that outside the... You also woke up very early. They're putting these bamboos or these wooden shafts, they're unloading in the middle of the night. Wasn't much chance for sleeping, let alone dreaming. Anyway, we forget it. But sometimes we remember. Sometimes we remember for a short time. After you wake up, you remember for a short time and then, it, then you forget it. So in the same way, some people, they remember their previous lives. They're young children and they remember their previous life. But as they go older, they forget it all. So in the same way, this life seems to be real. And it's real in as much as we experience. We experience as if, yes, we're touching, tasting, smelling, feeling, our senses are interacting with the sense objects and we, we have emotions, love, 
fear, hatred. So it's real, but it's not permanent reality. It's as real as a dream is real. And the whole material universe is sometimes described as a dream. Mahavishnu's dream. Mahavishnu is dreaming. And the universe is manifested. So this material existence, it's no, whatever situation we may have in it, we may be king, president of the country, head of a big company, or a factory worker, or whatever. But whatever position we may have, even great leaders, now at the present time, Manmohan Singh has a very big position, and George Bush, and in England there's Tony Blair, they're very big people in human society. If Tony Blair came to Iskon Bombay, it would be a very big event of the because he's a very big person. Of course, Krishna's here, who's a much bigger person. But people, they're not really aware of that. So he's a big person. But his bigness is very temporary. The whole universe is temporary. His supposed power is no real power. It's all within a dream. Whereas Krishna, he is satyam param, he is the actual reality, he is the, the subject matter of Srimad Bhagavatam, vedyam vastavam atravastu, the subject matter of Srimad Bhagavatam is actual reality, who is Krishna. And this material universe is real, Inasmuch as we see Krishna within it. If we don't see Krishna within the universe, then our perception is false. I see a tree, you see a tree. If I see this is Krishna's tree, that is proper perception. That is real perception. And if you see this is a tree for me to enjoy, or it's part of the paraphernalia of a world which I am meant to enjoy, then that is Jagat Darshan, that is mundane vision. And Golog Darshan is to see everything in relationship with Krishna. And then we can begin to see reality. That reality means that everything is in relationship with Krishna. That's why Actually, this person who asked me about, is a dream real? So she told me, in the dream, she saw the temple. This was in Hyderabad. She saw the temple and the deities. I said, well, that's real. You saw Krishna. So if we see Krishna in our dream, that we can say that dream is real, because Krishna is real. And real seeing means to see Krishna. But if we don't see Krishna then the dream is just a dream. It has no relevance. It has no importance. 
So similarly, in this material life, in this material world, if we see Krishna, then we are in reality. We're in contact with reality because Krishna is reality. Whereas everything else is not real. And it may seem to be real, but its realness is not vast of a vastu. It's not the really real thing. It's because it's temporary. It cannot be said to be real in the full real sense of the term. Maybe you know a, a kaleidoscope. Who's seen a kaleidoscope? You know what a kaleidoscope is? Anyone? They don't have it in the villages in Orissa? It's a very simple, it's a toy given to children. It's quite cheap actually. They put two lenses, it's a long tube with two lenses I think, is it? And then it has some bits of colored glass or something in it. So, the, so when you look through it, the light refracts and you see colored patterns. And then you turn it and the little bits of glass inside they move and you get different patterns. So you're looking and you see a, a beautiful colored pattern. You just move it a little and it changes. And the pattern will never be the same. It's always different. So this material reality, it's like that. It, it looks attractive. Although it has no ultimate value. Looking through a kaleidoscope, it may look nice, but it, it's of no value to look through it. And it's always changing. It's not fixed. So this is the lesson. This is the basic principle. We have to learn from this. There are so many points to be understood from this description. How Krishna is the Supreme Controller. He is eternal reality. This material world is real, but only in a limited sense. It's as real as a dream is real. But in a dream, if we remember Krishna, that's very good. You ever had that experience in a dream? Remembering Krishna? Sometimes I had the experience in a dream that I, I'm experiencing my life bef before I came to Krishna consciousness. Then in the middle of the dream I think, wait a minute, this is all nonsense. I'm a devotee, I'm supposed to be a devotee. And then if we, I, 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 this is all, I forgot all this. I left all this behind. So, even in a dream, if we remember Krishna and Krishna consciousness, then that becomes the background for our reality for our real existence, to enter the spiritual world, to live forever with Krishna, where there's no birth, death, no, no dreaming state. Or even if there is a dream, that, I believe, who is that? Vishwanath Chagrat Thakur or Raghunath Das Goswami described, he, he made some writings, Swapna Vilas, 
how Radha and Krishna are dreaming of each other. They don't dream of being chased by tigers or any such thing that we dream of. But they, when Radha and Krishna dream, they dream of each other. So there's nothing in the spiritual world, there's nothing which is uh, untasted. What's the word we should use? Vikrita rasa. There's no spoiled taste. Everything there is very sweet. Everything is appealing because everything is Krishna-centric. Everything is based on Krishna. Everyone is acknowledging their real position as Nitya Krishna Das and are engaged in his service. And there's no there's no need of changing bodies. There's no uh, need of going from one existence to another to pick up karmic reactions because everyone is simply engaged in their real position of serving Krishna. However, this material world, it is dark. We're covered by the darkness of illusion, of forgetting Krishna. At night in a dream, we may feel, oh, this very horrible situation. Then we wake up and we think, oh, it's all right. My friends are here. My mother is here. She will look after me. The child, often the child is dreaming and feeling very fearful. And then his mother, he's sleeping by his mother and the, the child is feeling very fearful in the dream and she wakes him up. And then he feels, oh, it's all right. My mother is here. Of course, that's also an illusion, but we're just using it as an example. There are levels of illusion. So when we wake up to our reality, we know that Krishna is protecting me. There's no need for fear. Just like Prahlad Maharaj, he was completely fearless because he knew that this Hiranyakashipu, he's not really real. He's just, uh, he's just another jiva who's forgotten Krishna and he's covered with that body and he thinks that he can harm me, but he can't harm me. He can't harm me because I'm spirit soul and the chedyo yam The soul cannot be cut, it cannot be tried. Ashosha, kledya, akledya, it cannot be dried up. Uh, this is the, and, and another thing is Prahlad Maharaj knew Krishna is protecting me. So Prahlad was living in reality. Although to materialists, he seemed to be in a dream world. He was called Krishna Graha. He appeared to be affected by a ghost. But that ghost, he wasn't affected by a ghost, he was absorbed in thoughts of Krishna. So he was in contact with reality, but to persons who were in Maya, that means everyone else, it appeared as if he was living in a dream world. He didn't seem to have any contact with this world. There are many stories of devotees. They'll go underwater for a few days at a time. They just forget to come up. They, they 
or they'll they'll go into a trance-like state for days because they're not really in contact with this they the only contact that they have with this plane of reality is for the sake of uplifting those who are in illusion otherwise they don't have any real contact they're absorbed in transcendence remembering krishna serving krishna so this is the Srimad Bhagavat teachings to teach us to discriminate between spirit and matter to understand that this matter this whole material existence however vast it is however long time it may appear to be the one Brahma's day is such a long time but the whole Brahma's life it's just one breath for Mahavishnu so understanding that this whole material existence it's not our real position our real position is with krishna so seeing that everything in this world it is of no consequence unless it's related with krishna we can live in this world so as to come out of this world just like in a dream you may remember krishna so this waking existence or this material existence it is real in as much as it gives us the facility to execute bhakti by executing bhakti bhakti is the waking up process nitya siddha krishna prem shadha kabunoy shavanaadi shuddha chitte kariye udoy now we're in the sleeping position of forgetting krishna but by hearing about krishna and following the principles of sadhana bhakti then our real consciousness awakens prabhupada so many times gave the example that a sleeping person can be awakened by sound calling so this sound the sound of chanting the hari krishna mantra the sound of hearing krishna katha this enters the heart vidyate hridaya grantish chijante sarva samshaya it enters the heart and it cuts the knots of material attachment which is our illusory attachment it sears all the doubts and establishes us in our real position of understanding krishna is there any question about this or comment Yeah please give the mic Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare Hare Therefore Shravana Kirtana Karavanukhana Therefore we should go on hearing and chanting perpetually don't stop As soon as we stop hearing and chanting about Krishna then immediately maya Ashat pachala chari give up nonsense to let us hear and chant about krishna Okay, and then what? 
Yes, super soul is always with the soul. He doesn't leave him. He can what, sorry? He connects with the soul and he becomes rejuvenated. He becomes what, sorry? Rejuvenated. 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 And, In, yeah. and that it's very close to Brahman's realization. Very good too? Very close to Brahman's realization. Well, in the Shastra it says that the deep sleep, it says that the, the soul enters Brahman. That's analyzed in the Vedanta Sutra commentaries. Where is the soul? He's in Brahman. But that's not in self-realized state. We can't say that deep sleep is self-realization. Yeah, please give the mic. Sometimes I heard from many people. Doesn't sound very authoritative. They've come out of their body. Yeah, it's a common thing. So? Yeah, it's a common thing. You, people leave their bodies temporarily and then they go back again. And sometimes you have to leave and not go back. <laughs> It's not uncommon. There are so many reports. That means in the subtle body they leave the gross body. But still they're connected. By, by their attachment to their body that re, they remain connected to it. But at some point you become disconnected and even though you feel attached to it you can't go back. That's called death. So that time the the body has to be burned and the sun has to come and break the skull. So this is to help the to help the soul realize, well, it's really all over. I better go. Don't hang around, otherwise you remain a ghost. If you remain attached to that situation, then you become a ghost. There are so many arrangements in Vedic culture to help people not become ghosts. This whole Shraddha Vidhi to help people get elevated from that ghost situation. It's a horrible situation. But nowadays there are so many. People who die sinfully, for whom these Shrad ceremonies are not performed, who die by suicide or a violent death, so many all becoming ghosts. The whole these cities are getting filled more and more. And then it affects the people. They also become ghost. They also become more and more tamasic, being influenced by all these ghosts. So the best thing to do is do a lot of Harinam, a lot of chanting.
And that will drive away all ghostly influences. I'm not sure about that. You may see Krishna in your dream. You can see Krishna in the waking state also. But will we recognize Krishna? Many people say they saw Krishna in the dream. But once Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati told, someone said, I saw Krishna in the dream. And he said, if you'd actually seen him, then you wouldn't be in Maya now. He quoted that verse of Rupa Goswami that, what is that, Smeram Bhangi? You know that verse, Keshi Ghat, Keshi Tirtha. If you, Rupa Goswami is warning, don't go to Keshi Ghat. Because if you go there, you'll see there's, Govinda is standing in threefold bending form, and then you'll forget all your attachment to your friends and your family. So if you actually saw Krishna, you wouldn't still be attached to Maya. So many people, Duryodhana also saw Krishna. So it doesn't mean that you became a pure devotee. It's nice if you see Krishna. But real seeing means to fully surrender to him. That's why Gorky Shodas Babaji Maharaj used to say, don't come to see the sadhu with a return ticket. One man came to see him, came for his darshan, and from Calcutta, he was living in Navadip. And Gorky Shodas Babaji Maharaj said, so it's very good you've come, now you just stay with me, you stay now. He said, but no, I've got a return ticket. And Gauti Shodas Prabhupada Maharaj was astonished. You, you got a return ticket? It means you're already planning to leave? Then why did you come? He was astonished. <laughs> what did you come for if you got a return ticket? <laughs> means you're already planning to go back to Maya. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama.